Thank you for tuning in to the Garage Cast. This is your host, Armand Hawker. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the Rival Collection. The Rival Collection is an urban apparel clothing brand, men's fitness apparel brand. If you were listening to this episode, if you listen to this podcast right now, you know all about it. Uh, if you need sunglasses, hats, water bottles, koozies, no, they don't have koozies. Anything that you need fitness apparel-wise, head on over to therivalcollection.com. That is therivalcollection.com. Use the discount code GarageCast at checkout for 20% off of your total order. Look, I didn't even have to read that. It's embedded in my brain. Roll right off the tongue. Right off the tongue. This episode is also brought to you by the Armand Hawker Project. If you want to find out about the Armand Hawker Project, go ahead and log into YouTube or wait until the YouTube people show up to record things. And uh, ask them about the Armand Hawker Project. Type that in. You'll find out all about the Armand Hawker Project. Go ahead and follow me on Armand underscore Hawker on Instagram and follow the Garage Cast on Instagram at the Garage Cast. All one word, ladies and gentlemen. Now, without further ado, let's talk about our host today. My, <laughs> My host today is Shiloh Kenny of uh, Self Worth, Overwhelming Positivity, uh, Fame. He's been a guest on this uh, podcast before. Without further ado, I think I already introduced you. Yeah, we're here to talk about uh, Two Fat Dads. And it came up because we've both been skinnier than we currently are in the past. Very much skinnier. Thought it was a funny name. Um, I probably weighed 300 pounds when I weighed, or when I met Armand. Uh, in a school that we went to together and he was probably 230 and now we've met somewhere in the middle i'm about 250 and he's two two what armand hey man this is about it's not about one it's not about each other it's about i'm 265 all right so we're within 15 pounds of each other finally and we're both heavier than we like to be so that's why this podcast came up two um, fat dads two fat dads I think the easy answer is we're both fat because food tastes so good it does and we like stuff that's not good for us hot sauce ranch dressing Anything that uh, had a mother at one time is pretty good on a plate. If your hot sauce has calories, you're making poor life decisions. That's true. <laughs> Most That's hot true. sauce is calorie free. That's true. But it tastes so good, mix it with the ranch. Anyway, uh, yeah, so the title, was, uh, the title of this episode was kind of already it's predetermined. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I know, Kenny, man, when was that, 2010? Two, it was uh, nine or something. Eight. October two thousand ten. Yeah. No. So, um, so like you said, yeah, I think uh, I think we're we're at points where uh, something needs to be done. But anyway, so the whole two fat dads thing came to me because, well, we're we're fat and we're fathers. So there's a there's part of it where you have your um, your own your own expectations of yourself, and then you look at it again. You go, man, I have a wife. Oh man, I have kids. So there's this whole, it's almost a you know a trifecta of pressure that should happen. But I think uh, kind of talking about what we, uh, it kind of leans on what we talked about in the last episode uh, we had was it, it can uh, bump into depression and feeling sad for yourself. And guess what? You know what? You know what cures sadness? <clears throat> Pizza, donuts, donuts. <laughs> <laughs> cheeseburgers, tacos. Yeah, man. And I think uh, loneliness too. Uh, they call it comfort food or something like that. So, yeah, I think a lot of it goes into that. Uh, so, for me, 
If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see I posted uh, two or three uh, row machine pictures. Uh, that came from uh, good old Shiloh Kenny. That's positive peer pressure. So uh, I try to do that, man, to combat uh, combat weight gain. So what are you doing right now the way you eat? If you could ex- describe it in as few words as possible, how are you trying to lose weight with your diet right now? I have a podcast. I can't do f- as few words as possible. Um, I try to just uh, be more responsible for what I eat. Really, pretty much. Like I showed you my refrigerator. It's five ingredients, maybe. Yeah. And that's my. Those are my primary meals for the day. Well, I didn't mean uh, you had to shorten it, but some people say, "Oh, I'm, I'm paleo, but on Fridays I'm allowed to have donuts, and on Sundays I can have coffee with creamer." Oh And no. then the other days I eat bread, but like Tuesdays and Wednesdays I'm 100 percent paleo. So I try to simplify, it, and I, I, this I, I tell a lot of people this, right? Uh, if you simplify your life, let alone your, uh, your, what you're going to eat, it's easier. So if you're into meal prepping, uh, I don't do that. I don't do, tra- I don't do traditional meal prepping. I know what I'm going to eat from here, what's the ever today is, till next week. But that's only because I only buy certain things. So there's some variation of that, of those ingredients. Um, as far as uh, eating other foods, you know, I may or may not, but I do indulge in an occasional uh, flaming Hot Cheeto or Taquito or some chilies, which, man, it almost made me sick, which is gross. But I try to do, I try to do it how uh, alcohol, not alcoholics, but drinkers do. They, oh, I had, you know, three shots, I'm done for the night. I try to do that with food. So if I ate chilies today, I'm, I'm probably done eating for the day because yeah. I have my calories. I'm pretty sure I got all my calories for the day. And uh, now all I have to do is just drink water. And it's not going to develop, it's not going to develop into an eating disorder. But it's not an eating disorder, but it's just being responsible for what I eat. So I try to tell, I try to tell my wife and anybody who's trying to lose weight, well, look, dude, if you're going to eat a California burrito, which is delicious, by the way, just pick up on your next meal to get back, uh, back in line or the next day. But don't let that one uh, food choice ruin your whole month. And I've seen that happen. So I've been, I've been probably meal prepping for... Uh, Three years, maybe. I think I used to post on our YouTube channel, uh, the Armand Hawker Project. So it's easy. It's just trying to figure out whatever your menu is. Once you do that, man, life is it's so much easier. Uh, I know for me, like right now, I'm eating uh, what I would describe as lazy keto. So lazy keto. Eating. So I'm not tracking my food. I'm eating as much fat as possible, moderate protein. So the protein that I am getting is from fatty meat. Um, I eat a lot of greens. I don't really eat any vegetables that are any different colors. I know that later on I can include those, but the first few weeks, if you avoid the reds, the oranges, and stuff like that, when you look at the vegetables in the store, right. you're going to keep your carbs lower inherently. It means you'll stay away from sweet potatoes and bell peppers. And someday I'll bring them back, but right now that's what I'm doing. Um, for me personally, I've weighed over 300 pounds three times in my life. And mm. some people hear that and they're like, oh, good for you because you're back down. There's no reward for being 300 pounds three times in your life yeah um it definitely comes for me personally i know what i have to do to lose the weight and i know what i have to do to keep it off but as soon as i get comfortable i reward myself and my reward is always food it's never t-shirts it's never an xbox a rowing machine or something um something that you could pick up and touch it's always food so uh when i lost the last time i lost a large amount of weight was when i was getting ready to go to sub school and I'd failed a PRT 
and I was 306 pounds coming back from deployment from Mm -hmm. Spain. And then I had to sit down and look my CMC and CO in the face and say, Hey, right now I'm so far out of standards that I won't even pass this next PRT, but I'm going to lose X amount of weight. I'll get back in standards. I want you guys to recommend me for sub school. Right. And I think that the request was so brazen that they, they said yes. Cause my CEO looked me in the face and said, if you're not, I'm going to sign this right now. If you're not in standards, I'm not going to hesitate to tear this up. Right. So I went from 306 to 230 in about 11 months with six days a week paleo. Sometimes I would go into keto, but it wasn't ever a planned thing. Sometimes I would just eat way less carbs and more fat. Mm-hmm. And then one day a week was a cheat day. And that cheat day was usually something I look forward to probably too much. And I think that that cheat day, looking forward to it so much six days a week for a year that when I hit the goal weight, uh, it was actually two years later, I got down to 212, looked in the mirror, took the picture, almost had abs for the first time in my life. I was (laughs) able to do pull-ups finally. Like I'd hit all these goals. It's amazing. When you would think that you would say in your head, oh, this feels so good. I'm going to stay here forever. But I was like, I've wanted donuts and pizza and tacos and ice cream and all these things for the past year and i don't want to wait till sunday so it was just that first decision of okay well sunday's cheat day i just hit my goal i don't want to wait till sunday and then i just made that bad decision over and over Over. and over yeah and over the course of the next three years because it's now 2017 uh i got up to 280 hit keto again there was several injuries in between and i left submarines and that was covered in another podcast but uh, got up to 280 out here, hit keto again, um, and now I'm down to 252. So, I mean, uh, the weight isn't important. Scale victories aren't really a huge yeah. deal. If you lose three inches off your waist, it's much better than losing 10 pounds. Right. Especially because that 10 pounds can be water weight. For me personally, because of the herniated disc and the enlarged liver and like gallbladder issues and a bunch of other stuff, for me personally, the, the scale number does matter until I get down to around 220. Mm-hmm. Then I can find a healthy balance and maintenance mode. Um, maybe eat a little bit more like you do, but for right now, this yes. is what doctors say I got to do. Yeah. Um, the uh, You were talking about eating donuts and all that stuff. That's why everybody, every adult, right, unless you were just raised, unless you, unless you had horrible parents, every adult knows, you know, the donuts and basically every – they call them Franken foods, right? All the junk food uh, is just no good for you. If you can remember that, and uh, I don't want to say eat in moderation, but if you can just control how much of that stuff you eat, and I'm, I don't mean control by buying three dozen vice, ten dozen, even though I've said that before. You know, if you got a guy, 300 pounds, man, that's a lot. I can't, I can't imagine it's 300 pounds. But if you have a person that's, uh, you know, morbidly obese, four or five, six hundred, that kind of stuff. You may have to say, hey, man, no, not not 10 Big Macs today. You can only eat four yeah. because that's a reasonable, uh, reasonable restriction because of just how they eat. If that's if that's how they got there. You know, you never hear anybody gaining weight or putting on fat because of too much fruits and vegetables. Right. Um, but the uh, back to the donut thing. I, lo- I absolutely love donuts, but I know I shouldn't eat them. So. So if I go home, right, go back to the States uh, and my wife. And every now when I was home, uh, every at least once a month, because uh, I get up before everybody, I would go to the donut spot and get a dozen of donuts. And uh, you kind of feel what people like. So, if, you know, they like the sprinkles and the icing, and I'll get a few of those. But I try not to do that too much because then it becomes a routine. And the routine turns into why am I 26 years old and, and 250 pounds on 5'1". 
Um, but even when I got those donuts, I may eat one because the way my brain works, I won't eat that stuff if I know. I kind of look at it as a as temptation. So even my wife will bring something in the house, or when I go home, there'd be something there. I go, nah, like almost for spite. Nah, I'm gonna eat that. And some of that, some of that is how I think I've lost. I was 271 a few, probably went before I started working now. I'm down to 265 now. So it's working, but it's just, if you have a goal and it's easy to stick to it, and it's easier if you know what you need to do and, it's, and, you, and you don't make it impossible to do. So if you're trying to do, if you're trying to do CrossFit, you don't have a partner, you don't have a CrossFit gym next to you, you're not going to do CrossFit, man. So why don't you just start walking? So if you plan these things out and make them uh, uh, doable, I can't even think of that fancy word. If you make them doable, they're easier to accomplish. You don't need any equipment for uh, for walking. You don't need any. You may want music. I don't know, but you just put your shoes on and go. So if you do the same thing with your meal plan, like you're you're restricting uh, carbohydrates options, right? I'm not big on that, but I understand it because some people really they're allergic to bread. They're allergic. They, some people can't eat meat like that. So if you can, if you have to eliminate something after being an, an adult, it makes sense. If you're trying to get healthier or just eat better, that's why some people go vegan because they just go, I've been eating crap my whole life. And I was wondering why I was getting headaches and all this stuff. But once they go vegan for two or three weeks, they feel amazing. Well, that's probably because you were just traditionally eating, eating a bunch of garbage that you thought, you know, your people or whatever, whoever it is is supposed to eat. So if you, that's what's worked for me. Make my menu small and small and smart. So eggs, bacon, uh, eggs, bacon, a little bit of cheese, definitely some vegetables. And just in general, if you look at even, I mean, the old uh, food pyramid is wrong, right? But there's some baseline stuff in there. Food, uh, <laughs> proteins, meats, and uh, cheese, which is really cow snot, but whatever. Um, but if you can, it, put it this way, if I did that and I gained weight, well, okay, well, now I know I can't eat that to lose weight. But I think some problems, the problems with some people, they try to do too much. They try to do too many fad diets, which are not, you can't sustain it. Weight Watchers, uh, I think Weight Watchers, you buy the food, Nutrisystem, there's a point system. But there's already a point system on the nutrition label. Just use that point system. You don't have to pay anything. You don't have to download an app because uh, everything's online. You find out what your BMR is. You hit that number for two weeks, no matter what the food is cake vegetables but if you do that then you can figure out what you need to eat and what you need to do to drop the weight man well yeah but somebody like you you can have you could probably have like two oreos out of a pack and not touch the pack for the rest of the week because yeah. you know, it's not good for you i can't so if there's oreos in my house if i go if i make the decision to go get oreos i'm also making the decision to eat the entire pack now don't get it wrong i smashed oreos over here because i just walking through the store and go you know what i haven't had oreos or chips ahoy in a while I'll go get a those half gallons of ice cream, two bags of Chips Ahoy, and smash them. So I've had I've done both sides, but now I'm almost, I'm 39, so I'm almost 40, right? So and I got I got a two year old. She's going to be three, right? But I started to look at it and I go, what really makes sense? And I was like, I was, I was the person as a kid though, 15, 16, no knowledge of exercise at all. I would just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. And uh, I did that over the years. And once I got older and uh, stopped working out, that's when I started really putting on weight. But now, uh, now if there's Oreos here, 
Oh, hey, man, you want some, Kenny? Nah. And I'll throw them away. Because I look at them, I go, it's not even real food, first of all. But I'm over that craving. Yeah. So uh, that's why that's why I was talking about it earlier. If you just if you raise your kids, keep not keto, but vegetarian or vegan or something like that, when they even see an Oreo cookie, they're gonna go, I don't want that, just because they they haven't developed that craving for it. So I think you can change your. Uh, I think it's more. I mean, it is. It's like a mental toughness, though. You just have to go. I know I shouldn't eat. This is the same reason you don't do drugs. You can lose your job. You can get strung out. Lose your family. But you see drugs all the time. You know, you see marijuana, cocaine, like they're out there. You can go get some. You can find some here in this country yeah. if you really wanted to because they, they bust people all the time. But you don't because you go, eh, it's not right. Well, yeah, but we've kind of talked about it a little bit. Food's definitely my drug. So yeah. I literally, all those same consequences apply if you get too fat in the military. Yeah. And I've done that several times. Uh, the first time um, I failed a PRT and then I did a crash diet and crazy restriction and saunas and all that stuff. Right. And then I got back in standards and then, um, kind of fumbled around. <clears throat> I would do crash diets or I'd find that, you know, special friend that's going to help you out when you need help. Yeah. They always exist. And, uh, and I barely made it through that way for a long time. Right. And then I got to, um, where I broke my leg I decided one day, anything I do, I do extreme. So yeah. if I make a poor decision, it's, it's an extreme All poor the decision. Way. If I make about. a good decision or a decision with good intentions, that's also bad for you. Yeah. I go too far. So I ran five miles a day, every single day at 250 or 260 pounds, whatever I was right. for three or four months. And mm-hmm. then one day took a step and could not walk. Yeah. Sucked it up at work for a little while, stopped running, but I started doing the elliptical and the bike and stuff like that. But it wasn't getting the rest it needed. And medical kept saying, it's okay, it's okay. And then one day I was coming off of uh, the top of a Connex box, which is just a big storage container. It looks like a trash truck. Came off the top of one of those, landed on that foot, broke my leg, and went from 250 to 300 pounds within, I don't know, five months. And all that comes from every time I get hurt, I put on weight because... I never learned a healthy relationship with food to back it up. When I wanted to join the military, I weighed 340 pounds. Uh, I was with my amazing wife told her, well, she's been there. Literally people see the picture and they're like through thick and thin. Yeah. No pun intended. (laughs) I met her when I weighed probably 300, uh, stopped making a lot of the poor life decisions I was making at the time because she was a really good influence. So, um, the alcohol and the drugs and the poor decisions and all that stuff that all went out the window. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, what do I do with my time now? So I ate, put on yeah. 40 pounds, um, hit 340, which was, it sounds like it was a goal. It was not, it was definitely a milestone. I'll never forget seeing that number on the scale. 340 pounds. Yeah. And I can't, I mean, I can picture you that big. Yeah. That, that doesn't look real. No, it looks fake. That looks like, that looks like prosthetics. Dude. So I was 340. And then one day had a, a random, like a wild hair and was like, hey, Natalie, I'm going to join the military. Right. And she was like, yeah, cool story, bro. Like, yeah, you yeah. can't, even if you lost 100 pounds right now, you couldn't join the military. Like, that's how big I was. Yeah. So I decided I wanted to do it. And then I thought I was going to get the lap band surgery or something because yeah. I had been so heavy for so long, found out that would disqualify me. Mm-hmm. So I went to a... Um, Kaiser and went to a, a dietitian and started something called Optifast. Right. Optifast, Metafast, um, and some of the 
Herbalife stuff, if it's for longer than three or four weeks and they recommend a liquid diet, they're all kind of in the same category. Yeah, you were telling me about this before, right? Yeah, yeah. for six months, I had nothing but liquid food. Great, great. So, yeah, so I went from, I joined in, in June of 07, so I must have started around the November, December time frame in 06. Right. So in that time frame, I went from 340 to 196 pounds. Yeah. Did nothing but cardio, could barely do five push-ups. Mm-hmm got into the military somehow made it through boot camp i don't, I don't know how i like i could run barely I, I ran like a 12 mile and a half even though i was only 196 and at the time that was barely passing right um and then as soon as i got in the military i skipped the phase where they teach you how to eat again because you go six months without food you don't right. go cold turkey here's here's meatloaf and mashed potatoes here's an omelet like you're not supposed yeah. to do that it's supposed to be okay replace one of your shakes with a meal. yourself back into solid food Yes. And yeah. it, that also should have taken another six months because then you get the biggest loser factor. Yeah. And you can go, I was eating 800 calories a day. That's that crazy. was it. And doing like three, four hours of cardio a day. Yeah. So when you go from 800 calories to even 1200 calories or 1600 calories, you're going to put on weight. Right. And in boot camp, even though I was working out for, I don't know, I'd say at least 45 minutes because you don't work out every single day in boot yeah. camp, but you march and stuff. So I was at least active 45 minutes a day, but sometimes up to two, three hours. And I finished boot camp like 212 or 215. Right. So I went from three, four hours of activity and 800 calories to this uh, boot camp lifestyle that's supposed to be crazy hardcore. And I put on almost 20 pounds, mm-hmm. showed up to my first command, and I had that short, you know, three weeks of transfer time where we take leave in between. And I showed up to my first command 235. Right. So between June and November of 07, I went from 196 to 235, and then it was just a slow crawl uphill. Right. Uh, and I never learned how to eat healthy again. So yeah. for years, I would just wing it. And if I felt like I was getting too heavy, I would just cut calories way back or eat nothing wow. or live in the sauna. Yeah. And it wasn't, it really wasn't until 2013 that I learned how to eat the right way. I had friends that were into CrossFit and jujitsu and um, just like to go out and hike and swim and surf and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, my brother-in-law, he likes to cook. Um, he was a pretty good influence. He does, you know, some vegan stuff. He can make pretty much anything taste good. Right. Uh, and it really wasn't until I was like 25 that I realized that I had been eating like, like if you gave a 10 year old $12 <laughs> yeah. and you said, Hey man, go get yourself some food and they could pick to go to Henry's and get a bag of apples and some chicken, or yeah. they could go to Seven Eleven. I was that Seven Eleven kid taquitos and yeah. hot dogs and Cheetos and all that stuff. And I, I really didn't know that I was doing anything wrong until I had kids. When that, my son was born, I was like, do I want him to eat this stuff? And then I'd right. Google it and then I'd look at ingredients and like, who thinks about the fact that there's 30 grams of sugar in a soda? Right. Or how, even how much is not supposed to have, but recommended for the day. That's well, why I stopped drinking ocean spray cranberry juice. Well, and, and in other countries, like you go to France you can't order a large fry. You can't order a large drink or a, a super size or yeah. a, a big shake. If you want fries, you get fries yeah. and it's a normal size. And it's what we would put in a kid's meal in America. Right. So the idea of supersizing everything and, and all that stuff, like I grew up, I was a fast food kid. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't learn how to do any of this till like four years ago. Yeah. So I'm learning that healthy relationship with food so that if you offer me a donut, I can have one. Mm-hmm. And I don't say, well, F it. You know, I've already made a bad decision. So the rest of the day is just out the wall, I might as well blow it out of the water. Yeah, I think, uh, I know certainly that the education portion is big because I was, 
I'm not a smart guy, but like we were talking before, or were we already recording? I don't know. But uh, we were talking before about bodybuilding and everything. And once you get into that kind of world of, of fitness in general, uh, you start to understand, uh, you know, calories in the calorie. And depending on what your body's going to react to, you may want to do high protein or you, you try to figure th- that stuff out. And my father, he was, he wasn't a health nut, but uh, as a, not a young man, I saw pictures of him. He was probably, eh, no, he was probably 35, 20, something like that, right? He looked like he was in shape. And he's always been a, a health nut, however, you know, going to the health food store and just not eating meat, that kind of thing. But uh, that may have had some influence. But once I got educated, once I educated myself and just to see or mimic uh, what I should eat to get certain results after certain people, then you just become aware of it. It's kind of like, uh, kind of like uh, at home I don't curse. Well, my wife made me aware of how much, not, she didn't make me aware. She didn't tell me to stop cursing. She's like, I don't, I don't necessarily want to cuss around the kids. I went, oh, okay. So once you become aware, you can start controlling even how you swear, you know, or how you uh, present uh, whatever you're trying to control. That doesn't make sense. But it's the same with food. So if, uh, and that's the argument is, well, I can't meal prep because we go out to eat, you know, at work for lunch every day. Well, all right, there's a menu, right? Well, pick the best thing. And like I did, like uh, what I what I bought at the store before I came here, I got a salad. If that's and you're buying, you're buying a salad, but try to make the wisest decision you can. But that just comes from uh, education, and I think the same thing, similar to what happened to you, is with the uh, uh, getting in, getting into the military. You weren't educated, you weren't even aware. So in reality, you could, you probably should have told your wife, "All right, I'm going to join the military next year." So now you have this twelve, we have this twelve month. Uh, uh, snail's pace to get to get down to whatever weight you want it to be. So if you told your wife that, like, I want to I want to be, be able to join the military uh, in in a year, right? Twelve solid months, right? In theory, you'd have educated yourself or figured, well, how can I lose weight? Crash diets aren't the thing. Uh, even necessarily uh, eliminating food groups, real food groups, not donuts and pizza and stuff like that, but real food groups, meat, uh, what is it? Uh, all white diets or uh, carbohydrates or, or vegan, whatever it is, you could have sat down with, I don't know how many books and said, well, well all right, so there's, I have, a, I have a, a, a basal metabolic rate. Whatever I sit down and watch TV at all day, I'm going to only burn this many calories. Let's start off with those calories. So you hit that number and you do that for a month or two and you'll lose weight because you're used to being at a caloric surplus. So I think that's why, I mean, education is the best thing. And if you would have gotten around the right people, once you got through basic training, uh, even in basic training, you'd have made uh, better choices, you know what I'm saying? Especially getting to your first command, but you would have looked at the line when you're getting food and went, well, I don't want to have too many carbohydrates because one, they just generally make you sleepy and exhausted. So I'm going to lean more towards vegetables and meat. And you could have done that all through basic and been fine. When I also think I had the misconception that most people have and you see movies and you're like, okay, well, every morning the alarm's going to go off at five. Everybody's going to form up outside the barracks. We're going to do a five-mile run and do all this crazy stuff. Right. And by default, just because I'm in the military, I'm going to be skinny the rest of my life. Little did I know that I'd go to the chow hall in Kings Bay and the first thing that was offered to me was curly fries with, with cheeseburger because they call them the fat boy line, the healthy line. The fat boy line was right by the door. Right. And that was the first thing I walked by. And I was like, well, if all these Marines who are killing these pull-ups and running these 24-minute 
three mile PFTs and, and you know, they're killing it. I yeah. can eat the same thing. They did all this other stuff before yeah, exactly. they chose to eat that. Yeah. I wasn't doing any of that. I was working my 12 hour shift, just standing there, standing in my gate, waiting for the day to be over. Yeah. And then I'd be like, okay, double Ooh. cheeseburger, curly fries. And then, oh yeah, I can go back and get seconds. So I'm going to do that too. Cause it's free. Yeah. So I never, I thought that, that military was going to mean skinny forever. And then as soon as I found out that wasn't the truth, right. dreams were crushed. <laughs> it can. It all depends, man. Because you'll see uh, different branches and Marines or whatever. It can mean that. But uh, the military is probably the, the, the biggest time in your life where you're really just an adult. Because all they care about is you getting to work. You don't, mm -hmm. even, you don't even have to perform that well. So between what you eat, what you drink, what you spend your money on, it all it's all up to you. So yeah, I think that is because uh, you'll see the misconception of being able to eat whatever you want with people uh, that are uh, buying supplements and all this stuff. Because I'll see young guys. I'm 39. I'll see young guys, young, like 22, with all of these uh, uh, whey proteins and pills and all of this stuff. And I'm, I look at them and I tell them, what are you taking that stuff for? Well, I'm trying to get big. I said, go, go, eat, go eat a sweet potato, dude. Every meal, put a sweet potato on your plate. Caloric surplus, good calories, you'll put that weight on. But they, they're, they're not uneducated. Supplements are great, but I don't think they understand the definition of the word supplement. If you can eat real food to put on weight and put on pounds and put on good, healthy uh, muscle mass, then eat real food. Don't just pop these pills that are all synthetic and soy-based. And who really knows what they do to you? Because they're not that the FDA is the end-all, be-all. But none of it's FDA approved, so you're really experimenting. Once something goes wrong with those pills and that whey protein and all these uh, supplements, then the FDA looks into it. But only until then. There has to be a problem with the product. Well, and depending on who you ask, you could walk up right now and ask any, like, 20-year-old on base, hey, do you take supplements? And they'll say, oh, I take a pre-workout and a caffeine pill and a fat burner and Crazy. creatine and whey protein. You're like, well, how often do you work out? And they're like, well, command PT. Yeah. Three, three times a week I run for a little while Crazy. and then I hit the, Hey, I'm done. Yeah. So they're one, they're taking two things that oppose each other mm -hmm. and two, they're not putting in the effort to get anything out of the product. I don't think you, I personally, I stopped taking pre-workout. I don't think you need it. You should I put it this way, man. If there was a love pill or a motion pill and you had to take that every time you told your wife, you loved her or, or you told your brother, you love him or gave him a hug. It would make so much more sense to not take that pill if you're worried about how much you can do with that person on your own. But when it comes to working out, there's pre-workouts, there's fat burners, all these things that I look at, and I've used them before, but I, I got educated and I said, I don't think I need that stuff. And since I've, take, since I've stopped taking pre-workout, my results haven't changed. I don't, and I don't think pre-workout worked for me anyway, but I don't feel... I feel tired in the gym. Well, because I didn't get sleep. Like this morning, struggling in the gym. Because I, I didn't sleep well. Uh, I think I only got three or four hours because I was up until midnight. for You know, it was just a bad night. And I, the, how I know it's a bad morning is if my alarm wakes me up. And it did. Usually I'm up about an hour before my alarm goes off. So I'm loose. I'm like, all right, well, let's go to the gym now. This morning my alarm went off. And I went back to sleep. I left here about 5.30 to go to the gym. But uh, pre-workout wouldn't have done anything for me, you know. But people, I think it's a placebo effect for a lot of that stuff. Fat, burn, fat burners. So if you take a fat burner and you're going to go work out, 
well, this is what you do. You do your set. And then I saw a kid in the gym that they doing it. He would do a set of whatever, whatever all his exercises, and he would run in place. Oh, I guess he's keeping his heart rate up in between sets. So if you do that, that's your fat burner. And guess what else you do? You save $47, you don't, so you don't get whatever. I don't even know what's out there now anymore. But um, I think the biggest thing is just knowing what, not knowing why you're taking it, but what you're taking and what the cause is. Because you'll see people, i, I got to have my coffee in the morning. What happens if I don't get you your coffee or whatever? What happens? Angry, angry headache. But it's, but it's angry because you choose to be angry. You're not, people won't go, I guess I'm not getting my coffee. Let's start working. They'll focus. It's a drug. It, coffee and caffeine, it's all a drug. It's the most widely used drug in the world. Yeah. yeah. But I look at people and I go, you don't, you don't need that coffee to start your day. You choose to need it. And... uh they, people don't want to hear it. So I'll tell those kids, what are you taking all this stuff for? Like for us, right, what we do, yeah, take a supplement because you won't be able to go sit down and eat. So, yeah, take something that you can consume that has calories and high protein. You're fine. But don't eat a meal and take a shake when you can just get more food. Not more burgers and fries, but get a burger and get another patty. Like there's wise ways to put on more calories and a smart way with food. I just, it kind of, it doesn't frustrate me anymore, but I look and I go, man, the, the supplement companies have you by the freaking nuts, man, because you, you're blindly just buying stuff, you know? One has a guy that's super ripped on the page and depending on what magazine you're looking in, may just have a guy on the page that says, I took this for six weeks and this will happen. Mm-hmm. doesn't say that he was on a calorie deficit and did an hour cardio day and all that stuff. Um, but I know f- for me, what, what always works is being around my kids. I won't yeah. make the poor decisions in front of my kids. Cause I don't want my kid to go back for second and thirds. I don't want that them guilt, to yeah. like, like we talked about last time. I don't want to not be willing to take my shirt off at the beach because I don't want my son to be like, Oh, well dad wears a t-shirt at the beach. I'm gonna wear a t-shirt at the beach. Yeah. That creates issues that you're not even thinking about. It's not even in the realm of, of thought for you to think, Oh, okay. Well, if I wear my t-shirt, he's gonna wear his, then he's gonna have body image issues and all these crazy things. So as soon as they're around, I make good decisions. Right. If I make a bad decision and I'm home, it's when they're asleep, <laughs> uh, it's during nap time. Or if it's, if it's, if I get up at like 5 AM for some reason, yeah. Um, once a week, you know, when, uh, I was doing the one day cheat day, I'd go out and I'd get half a dozen donuts and we would all get our own and then we would split the rest, like cut it in a bunch of pieces. Right. Uh, and that was a good way to do it because you could enjoy something with your kids and everybody gets a piece and nobody gets too much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely got probably a year out of practice. So I got I to gotta build those good habits back up before I go home. And I'm like, hey, I brought home a dozen donuts. There's only four of us. How's right. this going to go? Oh, yeah, dad's going to eat six. So <laughs> I look at it, uh, the way I try to stay balanced is um, understanding that I represent my wife. I represent my kids. I'm, uh, you know, I represent the military. So I don't want people to look at me and go, what the fuck? Like that, that guy is X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I want them to look at me and go, wow, I want to, you know, he looks good or that's what I expected to see from a guy in the military or whatever. So I try to keep that, uh, I try to use that to kind of ground me because, um, and also even, even for your kids, you don't, like you said, you don't want them to subconsciously develop this. Not that it's wrong, but, you know, this love or compassion for big fat men, because if 
your son or daughter, well, I guess 2017, right? Brought home some big fat man and it's, your, it's their love interest. You're not going to think, oh, my, my, my freaking child is in love. You're going to think, why are you bringing this big fat dude to my house? Which I'm sure is what my mother-in-law thought. Yeah, but I mean, it's... <laughs> Diamond in the rough. Yeah, but if you raise your kids to, one, be smart, eat healthy, yeah. and understand that adults have their recess taken from them. That's why you'll see uh, uh, adults lumbering with their kids when they're playing because when's the last time an adult had a re- had recess that isn't in some intramural uh, 30 and over league? Mm-hmm. They're always out there struggling. Or the adults sitting on the freaking bench and their kids are running around playing. Yeah. Um, so if you raise your kids in that and you're the example of fitness, and that's, that's kind of where I kind of guilt myself. I said, well, I'm getting up every morning at five, going to not anymore because my wife made the garage a Lula room. But uh, says the man with the Lula Real T-shirt on. I mean, I gotta support the family, dude. Right. Um, but if I'm exercising every day openly, and you know I'm coming back from in the morning sweaty because I just went for a walk or a run, and they're seeing what I'm eating, and I take my shirt off, and I may not have you know some six pack abs, but I look put together, then. Kids are smart. They can see that correlation. Mo- and especially when they're around 10 or 11, when they start to, you know, just start to think more. Not six or seven. They don't know anything. But like 10 to 15, maybe, when they're going, they're getting self-conscious about their body or they start to see, well, I'm not eating like mom and dad and my face is fat and the kids are making fun of me. So maybe I should eat. Maybe I should ask them. Because if I'm eating, and that's what I like about my daughter, I love it, that She's a, uh, a, a fruit fiend. She'll knock out a box of uh, strawberries and blueberries or whatever it is. So if I can piggyback off that, piggyback, oh, Jesus. If I can use that to kind of rope her in, to keep her in that good uh, food choice uh, kind of arena, then it'll help. It'll help both parties. And then hopefully then my wife will follow and, you know, my other two children will follow. But you have to kind of be the example and use – it's like a rubber band. You know, the rubber band doesn't stretch without the other end being, other end being held. It's, 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 uh, you need both sides. So if you can use that uh, to kind of keep yourself grounded, you'll be fine. I always keep it in the back of my head, man, you know? Well, and I know what you – so <clears throat> I, my mother-in-law probably definitely did think, oh you know, my, oh who's this God. huge guy? Well, yeah, so my wife had a job. She was in community college. Clearly, she had a car because she drove me everywhere. Right. I didn't have a job. I was a high school dropout. I was 160 pounds overweight, and I didn't have a license. So she definitely, when I decided to join the military, was like, okay, this is going to work itself out. I'm all right. right with this. But in the beginning, I'm sure she was weary. Um, but I know what you mean, healthy, healthy equals healthy. Like if yeah. you surround yourself, like my uncle used to say, you need to hang out with somebody smarter than you because they're going to make you better. Yeah, sounds like Les Brown. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy uh, – Named uh, Jean Glaude, his uh, hashtag or his name that you can follow him under is Obese to Beast. And he just did a video. He was, I think, 400 pounds and he right. was a lot shorter than I am. And then he got down to 205 and he's maintained. He's never, he hasn't hit that roller coaster that I hit. He maintained for a long time. He's doing yeah. great. But he did a video on if he was attracted to big girls. And it got a lot of uh, anger and hate because he said that he would never date an overweight girl. Right. And the conversation back and forth was, if I put all this effort into my life to be as health, as healthy as possible, why would I seek somebody out that's a hundred pounds overweight? Yeah. Just because I used to be fat doesn't mean that I only want to date people who are heavy. Yeah. I want to be around people that have the same idea and lifestyle that I do. 
and that applies to anything. So yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. And it was crazy how many people were like, well, you used to be overweight, so you should like overweight people. And he was like, no, if no. you quit drugs, you're not going to go hang out with a bunch of people that are doing drugs on the corner. You're yeah, going to separate you, yourself from that entire lifestyle. You want those like-minded people, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I would love to talk to other podcasters all the time just because they're probably doing something I'm not that's working for them that could work for me. It's just, you want to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, um, that's big, man. And I, f- I feel like as the as the man of the house, you have to kind of spearhead whatever that movement is, whether it's cleaning the house every day, whether it's uh, being uh, hands on and, and being like a Mister Fix It, whatever that is. You want to kind, but you want to kind of breathe that into the family if it's not already there. So for us, it is eating healthier every day. Uh, those cheat meals or whatever I don't like to call them cheat meals, but those you know cheat meals are few and far uh, between, and then you can start to really make it a game, you know? Like you said, you chop up the donuts, whatever it is, four or six of them between the whole family. You don't at least feel like you're just smashing donuts. And eventually, you can wean yourself off of that treat because one day you could say, every time I eat them, I feel like crap, right? And guess what? That'll most likely spread with, uh, between your wife and kids, right? Because that's just how it is, man. So what's your what's your next big personal fitness goal? Like, what are you trying to do next? You trying to get super skinny? You trying to hit a thousand pound club? What are you trying to do? Yeah, I'm doing that uh, weightlifting thing on the thirtieth. I think it is. So I, I won't hit a I won't hit a thousand, but I wanted to do it to see where I was. I think I'm gonna be about eight or nine hundred pounds. Um, but I think my ultimate goal. Did you say ultimate or what? Well, yeah. What's the next thing? A year from now, what do you want to see when you look in the mirror? I'll be back down at two fifteen. Because 215, I was nice, tight. Uh, I was tight. <laughs> uh, be around 215, 220, somewhere around there, a lot more manageable. Yeah. Plus, you know, the older you get, the harder it is to maintain certain things. So uh, if I can get about down to 220. What I said I wanted to do when I was here was get skinny. But I don't, I'm not smart enough to figure out how do I do that while I weight train because I'm not Brad Pitt in Fight Club. That's what I mean, skinny, where – I think my frame wouldn't let me do that. You know what I mean? I'm not big bone, but just the way my body just holds mass, I, it'd be difficult to do that. But if I can get to 220, 215, I'll be straight because that'll be manageable, six feet tall, 215, 220, weight trains. And what else? A father, a man, you know? What else could you really ask for, you know? Well, that's the big thing. I, I, I want my – I don't want people to not see me for two, three years and then be like, hey – you're way skinnier than I saw you the last time, or hey, you're way heavier. Mm-hmm. I want that conversation to be off the table. It's not going to happen until I've maintained for a while. I mean, yeah. every, if you gain or lose 40 pounds, somebody's going to notice you're going to get a comment. Right. But I want, I just want to be fit. I want my fitness to not be a topic of conversation. I want to motivate people, but I definitely don't want people to be like, oh, hey, last time I saw you, you were 260. You look great now. Like, that'll be nice to hear. Yeah. But it's not, I've heard it enough times. Like I've been yeah. over 300 pounds three times Gosh. and it's not a, uh, it's not fun. Like I work hard. I'm not super strong. I'm not super fast, Yeah. but I can put in the work to get there and I just want to stay there. So once I get to a place where I can stand outside for two hours with my kids at a t-ball game and my back not hurt. Right. Um, or I can ride bikes for hours and not get tired or, you know, all those things. I just want to be, it sounds Functional, like yeah. a lot of people use that word the wrong way. I just want to be as functional as possible. And I want to be able to keep my career. And like one thing drives my wife crazy. 
So we have to maintain a uniform collection in the military. I've probably put in six, $700 in dress uniforms. That's crazy. Because every single time, it yeah. seems like it's magic. A dress blue uniform costs like 130 bucks for a full set. Right. And then every time I put on weight, they're like, hey, it's that time of year again. Yeah. And I don't even think about it in my head until I have to do it. I probably bought four sets in my career. Wow. When most guys, they're like, okay, this was my one in boot camp. Ten years in, I had to get another one because yeah. I put on a little weight. Yeah. And I literally have a, a collection. Wow. So I, want, I don't want to ever have to deal with those things ever again. So probably around the 210, 200-pound range. Yeah. Uh, and just stay there. And be able to do something like a, if it fits your macros or a flexible diet so I could actually – you know, make good choices or make bad choices. But mm -hmm. if you eat within your, your 2,100 calories or 2,400 or whatever it is, if I can stay there and not just be like, I'm trying to quit four letter words, but I call it full blown effort. Yeah. Once you've hit that point and you're like, Oh, I've already made a bad decision. I'm just going to keep it rolling. I yeah. want that part, that piece of my brain to go away. I'm trying to retrain it. Yeah. You, um, but the, the thing is you're aware of it, so you can, it's just about, taking that first step 10 times instead of taking it and looking at it, oh, I fail, I got to start over. Just take the first step 10 times and you'll get through it. Uh, you were saying something about um, uh, not being the example. Uh, oh, man. You said something about not wanting people, 40 pounds up, 40 pounds down, not wanting people to, oh, have that be the topic of discussion. So the way I look at it is if you live a certain lifestyle, right, moving your body, the body loves to move. So you move your body in a focused manner, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's soccer, whether it's walking, whether it's running, right? Uh, usually weight loss and or muscle development is a byproduct or I like to call it a direct result, a direct, direct product of the activity. So if you do that, you won't have to explain anything. When you go to Thanksgiving dinner and you literally, you know, you have the plate, right? And there's a, the ring around the plate and then the actual um, plate surface area. When you have like you know, a couple of things of turkey and a little bit of uh, what do you call that stuff stuffing, but you uh, you basically eat a lot more meat and a small amount of stuffing. When people look at you and you look like you're pretty active, it's not an issue. It's not how do you eat like that and look like that, mm. you know. And that's what I think. That's what I think brings up the uh, conversations and some of the uh, maybe not the scrutiny, but the when people see. When people see skinny guys and shake guys eat like pigs, they think, well, I can eat like a pig too and get that. No, 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 no. That's not how it is. So I think, I mean, you and me and everybody listen to this. I think if you, if you live a lifestyle and you eat the right way and you exercise and you move, just practice that and that'll speak for itself. And just like the conversation we had in 2010, which I may have insulted you, but <laughs> the inspiration is in the product. Right. It's not, and I don't think anyone walks around just going, I know how to be fit and I do. No, people usually see somebody, and I, I've done it for years in the gym. Hey, man, how do you, what do you do for shoulders because your shoulders look like this? And they'll usually tell you. And you can't take that one piece of information as gospel, but you can say, all right, well, I'm going to do that exercise. I'm going to add that exercise to my regimen. So if, if you're looking nice and slim, you're Slim Kenny now, you change your Instagram name, right? But if you do that, <clears throat> And uh, and you give people these little bits of information like, well, yeah, man, just, you know, stop eating after seven. You may do that by default because you'll look around and go, well, I, I meal prep and I have my five or six meals or whatever it is for the day. So, man, yeah, I've noticed around seven after seven, I don't eat. That could be the one step that this person does. And in a month they talk to you and they're like, yo, I stopped eating after seven. I've lost 10 pounds this month. And then you can work into, you know, 
uh, eating certain things or exercising. But I think you have to just be it to be the to be the example, and that'll uh, drive people. It'll get that fitness question off the table because they'll look at the they'll look at your plate, or uh, if you're home for vacation or at your in-laws' house, and you get up and run at six in the afternoon, they go, "Oh, that's how he that's how he stays fit." It's no mystery. Yeah. You know, they may say, you know, they may comment, oh, you do that all, yeah, try to run three, four times a week. Oh, and that's it. But it's not this, you know, this overwhelming uh, subject, man. Well, and that's, it seemed, that's what it's been my whole life. And I would, definitely one of the proudest moments I ever had was when I started getting messages from people on either Instagram or Facebook where they would say, you know, I saw you before and I never, ever thought you'd be capable of losing 90 pounds which was kind of a little jab, but at the same right. time, it was a huge victory because yeah. they're like, I never thought you had it in you, but you did this, so help me. And it wasn't just overweight people. It was it was people that I considered in decent shape. Like, there were people that would say, you know, you finally got your first pull-up. I can't do pull-ups. How do I do that? Yeah. And I'd be like, well, yeah, but you can bench 275, and I just want to bench 225. Yeah. But it was an open conversation where I felt like people that I put on a pedestal because they were super fit, that I was on a level playing field with them. And that was definitely one of the highlights of that point. And that's what I want, want to get back to. And mm-hmm. so the big hashtag that I've used for years was Operation Fit Dad and Lead by Example. And those are the two things I want to do. Right. Um, my kids are my driving force. My wife's my driving force. It's why I have the job I have. It's why I try to stay fit and be healthy. And it's why I try to have a healthy mind, body, and spirit. And Lead by Example is the same thing. If you're mm-hmm. in a good mood and you're fit, and you got your stuff together and your family's happy and your kids are well-behaved. Those right. are all like, people are going to look at you and say, well, what's he doing right? Yeah. And that, I mean, that's definitely the biggest reward you could possibly get. Yeah. I think, uh, you have to kind of live the example, whatever you want to be. If you want to be fat and out of shape and tired, you can't play with the kid. Well, you're living that example. But if you're, if you're tired of that life or if you want to be the positive example or it's like me, I'll do stuff for, I'll do things for spite, you know? I'll just go, nope, I'm not eating any sweets this week. I've, oh, I did that for Lent, right? Didn't eat, uh, I didn't eat sugar, right? But if you want to do something for spite and it's a good result, and then if you look back and go, I haven't done this in a month, I can still do it. And, you know, you're healthy, losing weight, or whatever it is. If you, uh, if you say, I'm going to pack my lunch just as a, as a, as a goof, you're going to brown bag your lunch to work when everyone else is going to the food court for lunch for spite. And then at the end of the month, you go, I got 57 bucks in my daggone bank account, more than I usually have because, you know, you're not, uh, you're not blowing it on, ooh, my Panda Express. You're not blowing it on Panda Express, you know? Yeah, I would kill Panda Express, dude. Orange chicken. Orange chicken. Rice. Man. I'm good. Oh, man. <laughs> but um, you, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot what I was talking about. I thought about Panda Express. You were talking about orange chicken. I know. That stuff's good. Um. I'm sorry. I, no, that's all right. I literally zoned out when I said Panda Express. Well, before, um, I don't want to forget to say it before we're closed out. I don't know how close the end is. But it, I think that the biggest thing that I've always messed up is getting comfortable. Yeah. Uh, so another yeah. guy that you can look up anywhere, David Goggins, just Google it. He was a, a Navy SEAL. I think he was the 36th or 37th African-American Navy SEAL. Yeah. He was There's not a lot of us pounds. out there. I, yeah. <laughs> 300 pounds. Um, 
Oh, the is that the world's healthiest man? World's fittest man? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen him before. Uh, over 300 pounds, lost 100 pounds to get into SEALs. Uh, got into SEALs, gained 100 pounds back, yeah. and then lost a friend and decided to run ultra marathons. And now that guy is back down to another 100 pounds, weighs 196, has a hole in his heart that he had to get fixed twice, and still gets up and runs 10 miles every single morning. And, you know, his driving message the thing that he pushes every single day when he does all of his motivational speeches yeah is you can't have an end point no I, I had an end point so many times and that's the problem yeah you have to be able to and like i, I tell people you got to you have to work or think through whatever the goal is because i look at it and when i started losing weight uh i said man i'm, I'm 220 let's see if i can get a 215 you know and i think that's a very good message man well and if so when I got to 212, I thought, okay, I haven't been this uh, light since I was like 13 or 14. Right. Uh, I can do pull-ups. I can do all these things that I could never do. I'm good. So I'll just go back to the way I used to be. I should have said I'm 212 now and I can do three pull-ups while well, I want to do 10. Mm -hmm. Or I'm 212, maybe I can hit 199. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll see if it's p possible for me to get a six pack. Maybe I'll see if I could do 100 consecutive push-ups. Right. Any of those like realistic goals uh, if I had done that and, and everything looks better in 2020, like looking back, you're like, Oh, I should have done that five times. Well, yeah. if I, as long as I keep that mindset now, it's going to work. And, uh, that's why, that's why I do the roll machine, but the, 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 the pushing through or thinking through things, that's why I do the roll machine. If, I mean, I've wanted to row, right. I have a freaking what is it? Concept two back there. Right. But I think when I can't remember, I can't remember. There he is. I can't remember uh, what. Oh, no, we were talking on Facebook, and I said something like, I'm thinking about rowing before I work out, before I go to the gym. And then I saw you in the gym. That was the second or third day or something. I've been doing it. But a lot of it is see if you can do it. And that's why I just picked 2,000 meters. I'm like, well, it's a number. I don't know if that's relevant, but I've never done 2,000 meters before. Let's do 2,000 meters. So now I'm hitting 2,000. And I'm not to the point where I want to push through 2,000 because 2,000 is still tough because I'm still having days like today where when I tell you 100%, I was not going to go to the gym. But, of course, it's chest day. So I was like, well, because I've done it before where I didn't want to go and I just go there and I'll do deadlifts or something. But uh, the thing is to get through it. So I went to the gym, didn't want to go, did my whole routine, and did uh, the row machine. But like you were saying about the pull-ups, you know, you can't do pull-ups, or the guy can't do, the guy can bench, but can't do pull-ups or whatever. I think the same thing with, uh, with certain body parts. I'll go, well, I've done all my, I've done all my exercises, so I'm gonna try to do 100 reps of whatever, what, whatever, whatever muscle group I figure out I wanna hit. And the first few times I can't, or I'll do, I can't even do math, uh, what's 15? Two, thirty-four, six, <laughs> six sets of fifteen, but just to get to a hundred or get through a hundred, so it gets to the point where uh, you're you're doing five sets of twenty, four sets of twenty-five, two sets of fifty. You know what I mean? So I think even with food and life and just being fit, you kind of want to get a goal. I want to get to here, but then you look back, you look in that rearview mirror, right? That's not what you are. That's where you were, and you go, man, I've come so far. Why can't I get five more pounds down if it's healthy? 
You know, mm-hmm. if you're six feet tall, six feet tall, 200 pounds, right? Not a muscular person, but eh, you, you probably look okay. You don't want to look uh, uh, emaciated. Emaciated. Yeah, you don't want to look like that. You want to look, as an adult male American type humanoid, father, husband, you want to look like you can defend the home front. So if you say, if you're at 200, and if you lose another 10 pounds, you'll look like, you know, somebody from Croatia. Stay at 200, but try something else, you know? Well, and there's also, so there's a bunch of reasons that for me personally right now, I need to weigh a certain weight, and those are all health-related. Right. But if you look at two different pictures, and I can't do it right now because I only have my phone, but if you look at me at 196 before I went to boot camp, yeah. a bag of bones with zero muscle definition who could probably do five push-ups, and I don't even know how I finished boot camp. Right. That's what 196 pounds look like after six months of a liquid diet versus 212 at the end of 2014 mm-hmm. um, when I could do pull-ups and I could run three miles in 22 minutes, and, and I had all these milestones that I was so proud of. Right. That 212 was way better and way healthier than that 196. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That 196 was eating 800 calories of chemicals that can't have a pouch every day. And Gross, that 212 right. was eating paleo and living off sweet potatoes and chicken and chicken sausage and all the stuff that's delicious. Yeah. Um, so the scale victories are very, a very little importance. Once I get into that healthy 220, 230 range where it affects my back a lot less, I'm not really going to care what the scale says. If right. I were, so I've always gauged mine off inches. If I wear a 36-inch pant and mm-hmm. a large T-shirt, I'm good. Right. I, I right. mean, if that fits into 240 somehow, it, it would amaze <laughs> me. But, I mean, that's, that's the important part. Yeah. Looking the part, being the strong masculine figure in your family, looking right in uniform, right. Just, just being what you're supposed to be. Like, yeah, man. That definitely applies to us the most. Yeah. All right, man. You want to wrap it up? Yeah. Probably so. You can say no. No, I'm still stuck on, you said, so what is 15? Like, you only asked half the question. You didn't say six sets, 15, 10 sets, 15. You just said, what is 15? Oh, I was trying to multiply. You were trying to figure out reps, but you only gave me half the math question. Oh, yeah, because I tried to do 100. (laughs) And, like, today, I was was so tired, sleepy, in the gym, just like, I I didn't feel like doing it. You know when you're just unmotivated, you just have no drive. 100%. That's what I felt like in the gym. And usually... I'll get through the first couple of exercises, blood will get pumping. I'm like, all right, well, you know, let's go. I'll push through. Nope. The whole workout. So I did uh, 100 reps, but I had to do 15. I was, I was weak because mm-hmm. like, usually I'll hit 20, feel a little froggy. Next, I'll do 25 or 30 and then just, you know, divide it up through, uh, to get 100, whatever, whatever I'm feeling. But today I did 15 and I was just like, this is horrible, man. Well, it, it's funny that we both felt that way in the same day because this morning I woke up and the the guys who cleaned my flat mm-hmm. came out to clean my flat. Church is at 11. I already hadn't worked out. I was like, I'll just do it later. And yeah. it was the one of the very few times I pushed it off. It's like, I'll do it later. Guys came to clean my flat at 10. Uh, and then there was something that broke and they had to fix. Church starts right. at 11, hit 10.50. And I was like, well, can't go. Mm-hmm. And they walked out. And I was like, it's a five-minute walk. I know it's going to put my mind in the right place. Right. I'm going to come home. I'm going to work out which I also didn't want to do. I do not like lifting at all. So yeah. a lot of people, when they lift and they, they're like, today's not my day, they'll do cardio. For me, it's the exact opposite. Like, right. I can mess with sandbags. I can do kettlebells and row all day long. Uh, but I didn't want to do anything. So I did five sets of three with a uh, dumbbell bench press and then came over here. But those days where you don't want to do it, you just got to push through. Like I had yeah. zero motivation, but I took that first step. Okay, if I go to church and 
it gets my mind in the right place. Then I know I'm going to make the next right decision. And the next right decision was to work out. And then the next right decision yeah. was to come over here and talk to somebody about, you know, good lifestyle decisions and do this podcast. Like, so as soon as you make that first step, yeah. it's easy. Yeah. But I didn't want to do squat this morning. I didn't want to do anything. I know uh, you, you listen to Mark Bell. We really got to wrap this up. But uh, you listen to Mark Bell, and he's the one, and I've known this before, but he's the only person I've heard to say publicly that if you don't want to work out, if you don't want to go to the gym, do something. And he was saying that, I mean, he's been weight training for 30, 40 years. I don't know how old he is, but he said a lot of times he doesn't want to be there. But if he gets to the gym, you're already, well, I'm here now. So, like, that's why I did uh, deadlifts. I was like, well, deadlifts are my strongest lift, too. So, I'm going to not do what I'm scheduled to do, but I'm going to kind of have a, a pass because I know I can do the, I think I did like 12 sets of 315, three, uh, three sets. Yeah. Jeez. But I was so, because I just didn't feel like it. So, I got 315 on the bar and I was like, three or four reps, mm-hmm. done. Three or four reps. I did, I did a lot of sets. But I just I didn't feel like I was gonna be able to do curls or squat. I was like, nah, man, I just do deadlifts. So if you get if you get to the freaking race, just cross the finish line. No matter mm-hmm. how long how long it usually takes you is irrelevant at that point. But just cross the finish line, and that's a successful day. Well, and the second somebody passes you, if you don't want to be there, you might get a little competitive. Yeah, that might yeah. put the fire in your step. That's and, how it and, is in the row machine. I'll be there by myself. Some I put on that guy last post. You yeah, you were racing. He didn't know we were racing, but I won, dude. But it's like that because I'll be just one, and I'll, I'll, I'll just row and row, and then some guy will be next to me burning it up. I'm like, oh, I gotta catch this guy, and I'll just go faster and faster until I get winded because I can't figure out breathing yet on the row machine. But when a guy jumped on upstairs next to me the other day, and I think he thought he was a little guy, and he was like, oh, I'll keep up with the big dude. Yeah. So he got on. He hit his pace, and I was doing a 5,000-meter row, and I was pacing like I was doing a 500-meter row. Yeah. And it definitely kicked my butt, but, I mean, the second he was there, I was glad when he was done, though. Yeah. That was – I did not maintain that the whole workout, but definitely the 10 minutes he was there, I was like, oh, I'm not going to let him beat me. Yeah, yeah. So it's always fun when you have somebody to compete with. It makes it more interesting. And, I mean, competing with yourself is good, but it's not always easy. It's like-minded people. Yeah. Think about it. All right, you got any last words? Stay motivated. Stay motivated. Uh, Operation Fit Dags is hashtag. Shiloh Kenny is his name. Overwhelming positivity. Self self worth. I love that. Self worth. I, I, I love it so much. I wish I thought about. It. I wish I thought of it. Because you you told me that uh, what, earlier this month, and I was like, man, that's amazing. It applies everywhere. You know? One and yeah, I know. So yeah, we're closing it out finally. But self <laughs> self worth. <laughs> Self-worth means you're worth the effort. Like, yeah, make you that are. first step. If you weigh 500 pounds, eat, you know, a little bit better than you did the day before. Cut out a milkshake. Cut out your gallon of soda. Like, yeah. if you are already super fit, but you have the next goal, like, you're, you are worth putting in the time and effort to get wherever you want to be. Whatever yeah. that, is, that applies to you, that, that's, you're worth that. That's what self-worth means. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to sign off if you... I don't know. If you have any questions, hashtag GarageCastPod, and uh, eventually I'll start asking the, answering the questions that you ask me. Follow the GarageCast uh, Facebook page. Uh, GarageCast is on Instagram at TheGarageCast, and it's also on Twitter. Uh, you can find Shiloh Kenny. Just hashtag Operation Fit Dad. You can see all of his uh, amazing photos. Uh, this episode is brought to you by The Rival Collection. Don't forget, head over to The Rival Collection. 
Use that discount code GarageCast for 20% off of your complete, your complete, your total purchase. And look out for the Armand Hawker Project coming soon. When you want t-shirts, let me know. I'll mail them to you, and it's all good. I'll give you some koozies, too. What? Uh, that's how, that's koozies. Koozies. They're koozies. Yeah, thank you guys for listening, and uh, I'll see you next week.